From the PSIA ASI Studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair, and we are talking national team today with Education Director Dave Schuling and National Team Manager Jeb Boyd. Thank you two for joining us. Always a pleasure, George. You bet. Great to be here with you. So, national team. I mean, these are the best of the best in teaching and skiing, snowboarding. Always exciting when the tryouts are coming up every four years. Jeb, is a, a how many times is this for you? Well, I've been involved with the team since uh, let's see, two thousand four. And so Dave, it's been a little while. Dave, how are you involved with the team? Well, I kind of oversee and manage work with the team very closely in my role as director of education here with in the Lakewood office, but um, before my role here, I was served as a selector in for the 2012 selection and also in the 2016 selection. So let's kind of start with that as a discussion point. Uh, that's been a huge question with me ever since I first heard of the national team way back in the late 70s. But how do you have people who are examiners for people that are trying out these are the best of the best dave let's start with you well certainly we look to um, a wide variety of folks that are skilled in assessment and assessment of uh, what what great teaching is all about certainly skiing riding um, and also a skill set that is uh, is incredibly important and and certainly the heart and soul of the team is the ability to connect and engage, so those people skills. And so we look to a variety of folks within our own association that, you know, might be examiners in divisions, but we also like to look outside of our division, whether we look into the coaching world. In the past, we've actually had um, people that have worked with the U.S. ski team. We've had uh, free ski and snowboard coaches that, that work with USSA or USASA come in and we've also brought in some some specialists let's say in um you know in psychology uh where um, where folks are where we've done interviews behavioral interviews and things like that we we try to get a real diverse group of people to help select the team and jeb as someone trying out what are you does any of this come into your mind when you're going through tryouts what you're really needing to push in yourself Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the, the tryout process is an amazing reflection time where you can, you know, it be, I mean, let's face it, uh, the people who are successful at the team level can self-reflect. They can, because uh, in most cases, um, team members or uh, potential team members are out there training and they're training on their own. In, in many cases, so they have to be able to self-reflect, and this is the time when you can um, work with others around you, or just really pay attention to the qualities that you bring to the table, and and uh, make sure that uh, you know. I'm always a fan of um, the phrase "simple, true, and relevant." You know, it's not like we need complex stuff. Rather, we really need simple, easy to understand. Um, um, materials and, and qualities and traits that are completely relevant for um, what's going on today in the snow sports industry and, and uh, you know that's 
the tryout process looks for that, uh, and which is why it happens every four years, and why this this uh, the all team members have to retry out again um, as incumbent if they wish uh, is to make sure that things are relevant and it matters to our our uh, audience today. And Dave, as the selectors are chosen and come together. Do you lead them in coaching or what you're looking at for um, each of these judges to be, I hate to call them judges, but examiners to be testing? Absolutely. You know, we we spend a, a, a good bit of time looking at characteristics and um, like Jeb said, some of the evolution and what's relevant and current right now. Um, we do some things like we've done some behavioral uh, benchmarking where we've looked at uh, behavioral traits and um, we use either current coaches or leadership to kind of look what that benchmark is and we use that then to train selectors so they kind of know um, what the potential ideal would look like. But in the end too, we are picking a team and um, you know we're not looking for, as, as current Alpine coach Michael Rogan would say, we're not looking for 15 left-handed pitchers we need a first baseman we need outfielder we need a center fielder we need right-handed pitchers and um, we know we put together a team that's going to um, have the most impact as a team and so we're not looking for just one you know one set of one skill set particularly i had never thought of it that way that's a really unique way now of looking at this and it really leads into my next question for you jeb is this competitive or are there standards that you have to meet and if you meet them you're part of the team no i think i think it is competitive and that's where uh that's a good thing because that that competition nature is what pushes all all of us to be better you know george i know you're a cyclist dave you're in the tennis you know without that level of competition there's no need to to push yourself to higher levels and that's what what this whole thing's about so um, I think everybody that um, tries out has a tremendous amount of value to the to the association and to be honest with you that's how the tryout process is, is set up is to um, uh, leverage that in the sense that it's not a once every four year flash in the pan to find talent in our association. Rather, it's that's certainly part of it, but it's also an opportunity for divisions to find out who's their rising talent and what can that rising talent do for the division and their membership um, in the course of the next four year cycle uh, to you know keep our talent pipeline active and full. So Dave, Jeb was just mentioning divisions are People who are going to be trying out, are they recommended by divisions? Do they have to go through tryouts with their divisions to get to the national team tryout? How does that work? We find it incredibly valuable for team members to stay connected to the divisions as well as then working nationally and even internationally as team members. And we do have a nomination process. Um, it's we, we have some criteria, it's listed actually right there on the application process. Everybody that goes through it, like Jeb just said, we're looking to nurture and grow the talent pool and, and who are the future leaders. And there's no better way to do it in your own backyard and start doing the job of a team member. 
start getting outside of your division a little bit, start working for some schools. And um, a lot of folks that end up eventually making the team have already been kind of doing the job, if you will. They've already been um, seeking other opportunities outside of their current wheelhouse. And uh, the nomination process at the division level is a great way to identify those people, inspire them, and also mentor them and prepare them. And so not only is the nomination process just a simple tryout, a lot of it involves training, uh, mentorship, and, and helping to prepare these rising stars, if you will, because um, it may not be this time that they make the national team. It may be in another four years, but identifying them now and ongoing training is the way to go about it. And Jeb, question for you. As a returning member of the team who's trying out again, is that an advantage? Uh, if you're a member of the team, do you have to try out again? Um, I mean, what's that like? In, in a way, I would think that could make things much easier for you in the tryout, but at the same time, it seems like there could be a lot more pressure because you've already made it once. Yeah, I think um, that's, that's so true, George. You know, I remember in 08 and then again in, in 2012, um, in my opinion, reflecting back, those were so much harder tryouts than the first tryout in 2004. Um, because the selectors had an opportunity to see who I am and what I'm all about, and, and that's true for all the team members. Um, and so the, the the stress that you talk about, or the the you know the angst is was it was it enough? And um, can I make this thing again? Will they invite me back to be on the team again? You know. So I think the um, uh, subsequent tryouts after the, your first time is are are a little bit more stressful. Um, but to your point, you know the the best way, and what Dave mentioned earlier, the best way to uh, make the team is to be a team member, whether you're been endorsed or not. Is doing the job of a team member, and that's what we're we're, we're asking um, of our leadership around the country is, you know, embody the spirit of what the team's all about. You know, you you are. Um, always working on your skiing and riding skills. Um, you're always trying to um, help others get better at what they do. You're always looking to get involved with a project or, or help, whether it's at your home resort or within your division or even in a, a national committee. You're always trying to make this association better. And so whether you're on the team or not, those are the qualities and traits that help uh, that, that we look for. Um, so get out there, get involved, and, and um, you know get going uh, because it's all practice towards the big show this spring in uh, Breckenridge. Now Jeb said a word that really stands out to me with this because making the national team is an incredible honor, Dave, but it's also a job. And there are some positions with the team, the team manager and, and the head coach and how does that work? Do people have to try out after they've applied for those jobs? Tell us how that works. I'd love for the two of you to kind of have a conversation about this, actually. Yeah, you bet, George. In the past, we have had a team manager. Uh, the 26, Between 2016 and 2020, we actually did not actually have a, excuse me, between 2012 and 2016, we actually did not have that role where we had had a manager previously. We 
four years ago, we actually went through the process of looking to hire the coaching staff and we brought back the team manager position and that's the position that Jeb holds currently. The structure is going to change a little bit moving into this next term. Jeb has already been identified as in a new role similar to what he's been doing as manager, but he's actually taking on the position of head coach. And the reason behind that is to is to develop a structure that's going to support more the the coaching staff holistically in what we're calling this one team concept. And George, when you first started, you said, we're going to talk about the national team today. And I love the fact that you said team singularly. You talked about the team and that's really been a philosophy and a spirit that this, especially this last team term has embraced in terms of one team and working together, as opposed to historically that it's been referred to as the national teams separating out the different disciplines. At our last inner ski in Bulgaria, Pomparovo, I think we proved to the world just how powerful the one team concept can be, really truly working together multi, with a multidiscipline approach to deliver some of the ideas and concepts that we brought to snow sports education. And um, it's super exciting and that's, that's just one thing that, that we're looking to enhance and build upon is this one team approach and having Jeb in place as the head coach to also then start to identify and interview and name the new discipline coaches is a first step in that direction. Jeb? Yeah, I think uh, Dave nailed it there. And, and, you know, what was presented in Bulgaria was, you know, where we are with the learning connections um, and, and the new teaching sports manual. And to be honest with you, that's why we can do the one-team concept. You know, someone who's not totally into or understanding what that means may have questions like, well, how can cross-country and alpine be on, you know, like the same? It just, it may not make sense. But because of the learning connection and the fact that in all disciplines within our association, we look at three core things. We look at our, our technical fundamentals, which may be different from discipline to discipline but we still revolve around technical fundamentals. Then uh, no matter what, how you get around on snow, teaching fundamentals and your people fundamentals, it doesn't matter what your slide's not. So, but because of the learning connection and the fact that we look at those three categories, those technical teaching and people skills, it allows us to function as one team. And to me, going back to what we talked about earlier, that is ultra relevant for where we are today 2019 moving into 2020 is the fact that you know we and then regardless of, of uh, what you get around on snow we're talking about the same thing that makes us really relevant um, as we get out on the road and, and work with our member schools and other divisions so it's uh, it, it only makes sense to move in this direction and uh, I'm super psyched to be involved and I don't want to go off on a tangent here but I have to say I had a blast at Interski when I went out with Eric Rolls and his snowboard group. I was the lone person on skis and they made me feel like such a part of that group uh, because it didn't matter what we were sliding on. Yeah, I love to hear that. And, and that just proves the fact, George, that by coming together as one team, that there are strengths that each discipline brings to the table that may not be a strength for another discipline. And uh, that that is 
by us coming together and functioning as one group that's going to make us all stronger. I, I, I know it will. Now, Dave, as we're talking about one team, uh, and it is competitive, are you looking for a certain number of people in the alpine discipline, the snowboard discipline, and Nordic? We don't have a hard set number. I think in the past we have set caps. Uh, currently the alpine team is 15, snowboard team is six plus a coach. Um, one thing that's exciting moving into this next term is we're identifying not necessarily in an effort to separate, but to uh, create some some individuality in that we are going to have a telemark coach. In the past, we've always had kind of a Nordic coach oversee cross country and telemark. And certainly, um, being free heel sports, there's some you know there's there's some historical relevance to why um, those those two sports are kind of linked together. But we also recognize that uh, in the telemark world, uh, the having the ability to access the alpine coach and the alpine discipline um, is certainly uh, super relevant because you know there's a, a significant portion of, uh, of the folks out there are, are telemarking or are, are kind of gravity driven, lift, lift served um, in their endeavors on snow and not just kind of back country or side country. And so we will have a cross country coach leader. We will have a telemark coach leader. Um, the other idea here in terms of the one team concept is we wanted to recognize that uh, in particular with adaptive, if you look at adaptive, the, the, core, the core foundation of adaptive is rooted in alpine, snowboard, cross country or telemark. And we're all then we're doing is we're adapting equipment um, to that core sport. And so currently Jeff Krill has been a huge, um, you know, he's, he's been really excited about this idea that skiing is skiing, snowboarding is snowboarding, and he's looking to make sure that he has access to the other coaching staff in those other disciplines as we're looking to develop adaptive programs in, in, in a whole variety of different sliding sports. So those are just a few kind of tweaks and changes um, with the structure as we talked about that's really focused on expanding the one team approach and, and making us stronger as one team. And we're identifying the fact that um, if we need to grow certain disciplines within the team, we're not um, handcuffing ourselves to say we, we have set numbers. And I'm also wondering, what about freestyle, Jeb or Dave? Yeah, freestyle, that's a great point. You know, and, and here here is, under our current structure, our freestyle specialist is Alpine. But the reality is, snowboard is freestyle as well. I mean, that's what they, 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 they thrive on. And it just shows another area of where things need to evolve and, and what we call freestyle specialist. So I, I envision some changes coming down the road with that. Um, we're, we're already looking at the tryout and, and how we can incorporate freestyle. But the best case is, is um, the maybe not the best case, but here's the reality is there's not a lot of ski resorts in, um, out there in the U.S. that are making a lot of money on freestyle. But it's an ultra-relevant part of our industry, so we have to be able to support it. And... Uh, we need to be able to support it from both aspects, alpine and snowboard. So we'll, we'll 
we're going to continue to look at that as we move into this uh, next cycle, and, and uh, that will continue to be a relevant part of what we do. It's also a credential uh, that we have a national standard tied to, yeah. similar to children's specialists. We have freestyle specialist one, two, and three, and we have children's specialist one and two. We look to make sure that we have strong representation in those particular disciplines, if you will, um, on the team, representing the team. We may not have um, an actual coach in there, but we may have some folks identified as key resources with strong skill sets in that. Currently, we do we do have those represented on our team. But a, a neat concept we're, that's in discussion is the fact that both children specialists and freestyle specialists are multidiscipline assessment-based certificates or credentials. And so the national standards don't don't split out by discipline there. So um, again, one team kind of philosophy and spirit, if we have freestyle specialists, we should have make sure that we represent all disciplines there in snowboard and in alpine and not just um, pigeonhole or focus and say that freestyle specialist is only one discipline. So Dave or Jeb, again, uh, when someone comes in to a tryout, do they have that focus? Uh, you know, I really want to be really your person who's repre representing the children's specialist or freestyle. I think they they do to a certain degree, but it's also quite clear that it, it, just being a children's specialist alone isn't enough. You need to be able to, you know, represent the discipline at the national level. Uh, as well, so uh, the same thing with freestyle. I mean, um, you know, Ryan Christopherson, our current uh, freestyle specialist. You know, he does uh, do uh, a bunch of work within the freestyle realm, but he also does a ton of work within the alpine realm. And at the end of the day, he's got to be able to take an, ac an academy group um, and, and uh, do an exceptional job as an alpine member as uh, an academy leader. So it's. Uh, it's it's got to be cross-discipline or you know multi-discipline to, to, towards the core of what we're all about. A question for both of you in conclusion, and Dave, let's start with you. Uh, someone who's really wanting to try out this is their goal. Where should they be in their preparation at this point? Uh, next April is going to be here awfully quick. You bet. Well, they probably should have already been working on it since maybe uh, the last time around, in which case, as we mentioned earlier, getting involved at the divisional level and setting yourself up for, for success and just fully immersing yourself into, um, into any particular thing that uh, you could get involved with, whether it be, like Jeb said, a project, um, you know, development of some materials, some education materials at the divisional level and or even getting involved potentially on a national task force at the national level. There's a ton of opportunities to be doing that. The other thing too though is, um, which is an interesting concept, a lot of instructors will say, oh my gosh, I've got my exam coming up. I really need, I don't want to teach. I, I really need to train. I really, I, I need to take a few weeks off and I just need to train. Well, we'll tell you that the, the very best training is actually going out and teaching and immersing yourself as much as you can. So, you know, I would say to those those folks there, yeah, there's going to be some training obviously involved there, but um, doing the job, 
getting involved, doing training, doing teaching, doing it as much as you can. There's no better way to prepare. Yeah, you nail it there, Dave. Um, uh, you know, it, you should, it shouldn't be a surprise if you are planning to go to the tryouts at this point. That should be a known deal at this stage of the game. Um, you should be communicating with your divisional office um, and, and uh, certainly getting involved, like Dave said. But, um, um, you know, if it, 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 it's just too late. I, I personally believe if uh, you haven't made that commitment at this stage of the game yet. Any final things to say, Dave? Well, we're just we're looking forward to the process. You know, it's 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 a way to just continue to kind of push the level of, of what's possible for us as an association and for our future leaders within the industry. And I would just kind of simply also say is that our, our big message uh, at Bulgaria for Interski was was how can we be relevant and how can we truly grow our sport? What can we do to make an impact? And um, and that's what the team is really all about is is representing us as an association to to push us forward and so we can have relevance and we can make a strong impact on the rest of the industry. Jeb, anything you'd like to say in conclusion? Yeah, it's it's I'm psyched. Uh, this is an exciting time. Um, you know, the the teams historically who have gotten us to this point, you know, are so important in the process, and, and I'm excited to to work with a group of selectors to identify who that next team is to to springboard from where we are today and 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 lead us uh, deep in the future. So it's going to be a, a busy season here, but uh, we're gonna it's going to be a, a exciting and a lot of fun. Jeb Boyd, Dave Schuling, thanks so much for joining us on First Chair. Thanks, George. You bet. Great to be with you. From the PSIA ASI Studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas.